there. And if you don't know where to start, it can be overwhelming, even paralyzing. So let's fix that. Welcome to Simply Cyber, a community of tens of thousands of aspiring and active cybersecurity professionals focused on networking, knowledge sharing, and professional development. I'm Dr. Gerald Dozier, Chief Content Creator at Simply Cyber, inviting you to get the answers to your cybersecurity problems with hundreds of cybersecurity videos answering your frequently asked questions, interviewing industry experts, and live streaming daily cyber threat briefings hosted by me. Now get the stories and insights you won't find anywhere else. Hit subscribe now and dig into all the fresh content on the channel and in the community. Nothing should stop you from launching and leveling up your cybersecurity career today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, February 19th, 2024. This is episode number 560 of Simply Cyber's Daily Threat Brief, and I am your host, Dr. Gerald Dozier. And over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Cybertron, this hot cup of coffee, Divine Dream Divine, Matt McDaniel, Carrie SSD, Kudakai Mara, Zemer, folks over on LinkedIn, Shakirat, folks over on YouTube like Treehugger, and Centralist Marcus Kyler and the Yeet crew representing, obviously, uh, Brian Sousa coming in hot. Logan Fuller coming in hot. And the mod team, first-timers, long-timers, guys. We're all going to be shredding the top cybersecurity news stories of the day today. And I'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner. Or if you're looking to break into the industry, we've got you covered. Because you will be asked in any job interview what you do to stay current on the industry. And guess what? This Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Brief podcast is a dynamite answer. Shout out to uh, SC Kick if you're from the upstate of South Carolina. I I spoke with um, the director over there at SC Kick last Friday. And he literally said in 80%, not exaggerating, 80% of job interviews... Simply Cyber gets mentioned at some point during the interview. So holla, holla, holla. We are helping people, uh, folks, and helping them break in, and I freaking love it. Now, before we get into the stories, I want you all to know I don't prep at all for the show, especially today. I'm coming in super hot. Got into the studio about 7.55 a.m., so about eight minutes ago. So expect the uh, a, a little bit of turbulence on takeoff, but uh, we're expecting smooth flying at 35,000 feet. James McQuiggan knows what I'm talking about. Now, before I get into the top cyber news stories of the day, before I start melting faces up in here, I want to say shout out and love to the stream sponsor. Start with Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and and uh, recovering from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. Get your brown pants on, grab a bottle of the pink stuff and settle in buttercup because if you're dealing with an active cyber incident, it's a really crappy day. But guess what? Good news. Barricade Cyber Solutions, they know how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Believe that. Check them out at barricadecyber.com. Links in the description below. Also want to say shout out and love to Panopsi Security. Whoa, didn't didn't QC that website. Hey, get a partner who understands your cyber program and your business goals at panopsi.com. If you need a thought leader to come in and help give direction on where to take your information security program, Panopsi. If you need staff augmentation to run a tabletop exercise or to run an enterprise risk assessment, Panopsi.com. 
whatever it is, if it's left of boom, they can help you write a boom, but let's focus on left of boom. Panopsi.com can definitely help you. Shout out and thanks to Brandon Poole and the team over there. Also, shout out and love to Anti-Siphon Training, but more about them at the mid-roll. I want to let everybody know that it's about 47 degrees in the studio right now, so I had to put a hoodie on because I am freezing my little uh my little <laughs> my little tootsies off uh every episode of the simply cyber daily cyber threat briefing is worth half a cpe so be sure to say what's up in chat grab a screenshot of you saying what's up in chat that's why it's on um stream right there and then you can file it away in a folder on your desktop and then once a year count the number of files divide by two because it's half a cpe and that's how many cpes you got y'all got 200 beautiful people here it is a president's day long weekend for many people so some of you may not be tuning in and that's absolutely okay but this is the grind and this is why i get up shout out to uh kimberly can fix it and bsec i see in mod chat uh see <laughs> just let me grab a slug of this coffee y'all mm. that is the good stuff all right hey if it's your first time here if it's your first time here in chat, drop a hashtag first timer in chat. We love welcoming our newcomers. Um, if it is your first time, we got a special emote, a special um, sound effect for you. And we just want to, in general, welcome you to the stream, welcome you to the community. We got some long timers in here. Look at those blue badges Ms. Jess Bishop, Mr. Carrie Cheeson, Mr. Shane Prevost. Good to see you guys in chat as always. Soul Reaper, it's been a while. I was actually, I didn't even read your chat, Soul Reaper. It, it has been a while since I uh, last saw you. James McQuiggan at 35,000 feet coming in hot. Thanks, James McQuiggan. I love it. I love it. I love it. For all you new minted squad members, there it is. Hey, Flat Now is our first, first timer. Flat Now, welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party, pal. All right, we got a welcome to the party, pal. And let me get, uh, get him his, uh, Get this man his money. Get you your first timer uh, emote. There we go. Very nice. Love it. Love it. Love it. And before we get in here, uh, I just want to say shout out to the Kansas City contingent of the Simply Cyber community having their first in real life meetup this uh, past weekend. Awesome. I saw photos uh, on the Discord server. So if you're looking for a local community meetup with like-minded, really cool cyber professionals, do check out the Simply Cyber Discord server and the Simply Cyber Community Local Meetups uh, section of the server. We've got Vegas, Charleston, or Vegas, Low Country, Milwaukee, uh, Kansas City, Augusta, I think, is in there. So all about good times. Florida, uh, don't sleep on Florida. All right, guys, do me a favor. Sit back, relax, and let's let the cool sounds of the hot news wash over us all in an awesome wave. What's up, Jenny Housley? What's up, Casually Joseph? Great to see y'all. All right, guys, let's boogie. From the CISO series, it's Cybersecurity Headlines. These are the Cybersecurity Headlines for Monday, February 19th, 2024. I'm Steve Prentice. Google Chrome feature blocks attacks against home networks. As a new possible solution for home office security, Google has published a support document to prevent malicious websites from attacking devices and services that users assumed were unreachable by virtue of residing on the user's local intranet or the user's machine. 
Named as a, quote, private network access protections feature, end quote, it will check before allowing a public website to direct a browser to visit another site within the user's private network. When the browser detects that a public site attempts to connect to an internal device, the browser will send a pre-flight request to the device first and will block it if there is no satisfactory response. Cool. Mastermind behind... All right. Hey, I like this. I First of all, I've never heard of pre-flight requests. So if you know what that's all about, uh, kudos to you. And just re-emphasizing that you need to stay current. It doesn't matter if you've worked in this industry 20 years like I have, or it's your first day in the industry. There's new stuff popping all the time. I've never heard of course pre-flight requests in a browser. So uh, good on Google. I do want to say, um, okay, here's the deal. There may be there may be uh, some fringe use case where you have a browser and you've developed some in-house application that you need to reach or connect through using Google Chrome. But ninety-eight percent of use cases, you're not you're using the browser, the Google Chrome browser, to like interface with the internet. Yeah, you can do like manage your home router and stuff like that. But as far as a device, a web server on the internet going through your browser to access internal resources on your network, uh, highly uh, unusual use case. And, you know, good on Google for identifying this as kind of a fringe use case and one that I'm assuming they've detected threat actors uh, leveraging this type of technique in order to um, compromise individuals. It makes me, it gives me vibes of, um, we just saw last week with, uh, or two weeks ago, Jen Easterly, Chris Ray, director of CISA, director of FBI, uh, respectively, uh, speaking to Congress, talking about small business and home routers devices being compromised by China and being set up as kind of a um, um, advanced, you know, um, attacks, not attack surface, but like, it seemed like they were indicating that um, it was being laid out as a preparatory um behavior in the event that we ever go to war, they can just activate all of these compromised devices at one time. Uh, so, you know, obviously if you're, uh, you're, if you're tacking through a web browser to an internal resource on a network, my first thought is like going after the networking gear and then compromising that. Um, so, you know, there's that obviously then <laughs> if you got QNAP, uh, I guess maybe it doesn't matter if it's internet facing or not, you could get attacked either way. I'm all on board with this. I think that there are um, instances where this will dork up your homegrown solution. But by and large, this is going to protect the masses. This is going to protect Carl. Uh, just so everybody knows, if you're new here, Carl is basically uh, an avatar that I use or a persona for general end users. We had to give an end user a name and we chose Carl. So that's what the deal is. Uh, I like this. I'll turn it on. This is one of those features that you turn on and forget that it exists. And then if you ever feel heartburn because of it, then you then you investigate at that point, but secure by default. This is an example of secure by default and then insecure by explicit configuration versus the other way around, which is what it's been for 30 years, like insecure by default. And then they require you to configure it securely. So way to go, Google. You win this round. And Zeus and Iced ID malware pleads guilty. Following up on a story from October 2022, Ukrainian national Vyacheslav Egorovich Penjukov has pleaded guilty to RICO Act offenses and wire fraud, respectively, for his leadership roles in developing and distributing the Zeus banking Trojan and the ICED ID malware, along with running a widespread racketeering enterprise. 
The 37-year-old had been arrested by Swiss authorities in October 2022 and now faces a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison for each count. He is scheduled to be sentenced May 9th. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get your Chief Wiggums out, people. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy, you think he might get 20 years? Please. This dude's, this dude's getting 20 years. Like, no doubt. No doubt. Um, okay, so check it out. This guy was the ringleader mastermind. He also has like six names. Um, I guess it's it's just Vyacheslav Igorovich Penchukov. I don't know. Maybe it's it's you know nine vowels. It sounded like a, a longer name. Anyways, this guy for some reason. All right, here's the deal. FBI um, caught this guy, and now he's pled guilty because he absolutely had no case. And sentencing will happen soon, as is normal in the U.S. justice system. And he faces up to 20 years. I bet you he gets 20 years. Dude, Zeus and Ice ID malware are ubiquitous. Like, we haven't seen Zeus that much really since, um, since, uh, excuse me, since, uh, ransomware has really gone ham. But Zeus, Zeus bought Zeus malware. Zeus, I, I believe it was like a, uh, <clears throat> like a banking Trojan, uh, stealing creds and stuff like that. So, it, it it was it was bad. It was really bad. Now, Iced ID malware, I've heard of. I don't know the specifics of Iced ID. I've never had to deal with Iced ID, but it doesn't matter. It's definitely um, another kind of prolific uh, piece of malware that's out there. Two things. One, super pumped that they got this guy off the streets. This is literally the only way we are going to combat major, major malware, like ransomware, lockbit, um, you know, Ice Daddy Zeus, like the only way you're ever going to stop it is if you capture and imprison the individuals behind it or they disappear, right? Like that's it. Software can be repeated. Software can lay dormant. Software doesn't age like cheese. Okay. Software just sits there until it gets turned on again. Love that they caught this guy. I will say, um, I hate to throw stones. Obviously, I don't know this guy from a hole in the wall, but like if I was a criminal mastermind, as much as it would suck, I absolutely would not go to countries that extradite to the United States, right? Like the, the moment you make the decision to become a professional criminal and get paid. Yeah, you got that money, baby. Great cash, homie. But you are now cashing in your freedom for certain things like going to uh, Bali or going to, uh, you know, the Caribbean or whatever. Like you got to you got to pick and choose your battles. And uh, this guy went to Switzerland. I, I guess maybe Switzerland was uh, was uh, what's the word in World War Two? Um, Oh my God. What's the word brain fart here? What's the word where you're like neutral? Uh, yeah, I guess I thought maybe they thought they were neutral, but definitely not. Tito Cybertech with the super chat went to a fair yesterday. I sing up to do elect. I signed up to do a lecture about CyberSec, and I end up getting hired by the director of the college to teach. Holy crap. Yes, sir. Yes, Tito. Yes, Tito. Okay, so check it out really quick. Tito coming in hot with a super chat, but more importantly, um, he went to a fair and signed up to do a lecture and ended up getting a job. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about networking. I cannot promise you, I cannot promise you a job in X number of days. I'm not, I'm not some 
dummy that's going to put a YouTube video out and says like, Ugh, zero to hero in eight days following this simple three-step plan. That's not realistic. But what I can tell you and what I emphasize all the time on this channel is networking, networking, networking. I cannot emphasize enough how valuable and how important networking is. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to manifest for you. I don't know how it was going to manifest for Tito Cybertech, but I'm telling you, by putting yourself out there, by taking the steps, volunteering to do a lecture, boom, turns into a job. I guarantee you Tito Cybertech did not go, hey, I wonder if I can finagle my way into a job by pretending to do a lecture and, and impressing this dude over here or this lady over here. Yeah, that's what I'll do. No, Tito was like, I'm going to do a lecture. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to keep grinding. I'm going to invest in this career, let's go, and then boom, turn into a job. So well, all I'm saying is thank you, Tito Cybertech, for demonstrating what I've been saying in a real practical way. It's all about networking, people. Let's go. Air Canada must honor refund invented by its chatbot, says Court. This case deals with a passenger who booked a flight last year to attend the funeral of his grandmother. He asked the airline's chatbot for its bereavement policy, which allows a discount for such quickly booked flights. The bot provided information that did not agree with the airline's main bereavement policy page. When Air Canada refused to honor what the bot had promised, the passenger took his case to a small claims tribunal. Air Canada's defense was that it should not be liable for the chatbot's misleading information because it is, quote, a separate legal entity that is responsible for its own actions, end quote. The tribunal disagreed. Air Canada later stated that the AI-powered bot was intended chiefly to assist during periods of peak demand, helping customers confirm their flights. However, as written in Ars Technica, quote, experts told the Vancouver Sun newspaper that Air Canada may have succeeded in avoiding liability in this case if its chatbot had warned customers that the information that it provided may not be accurate, end quote. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so <clears throat> uh, this is the story of the week for my students. This week, James McQuiggan's talking about. All right, James McQuiggan, good to see you at 35,000 feet. All right, guys, check it out. Air Canada, insert, insert business name here, must honor what its chatbot said. Guys, I get it. Chatbots, chatbots, chatbots. Oh, like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Look at this. This is coming in hot uh, from the mod chat. We're having a goofy day today. Bots, bots everywhere. Listen, you can have a chat bot. You can up your game. You can you can provide just-in-time support to your customer base. But you got to be mindful, man. Chat bots are going to do what chat bots are going to do. And unless you are having it pull from a knowledge base exclusively, which means you can control the output, which many of the new chat bots are not doing. They're AI, uh, which means that they're like... Um, generative in what they're responding, uh, you run the risk of having to do things that are not okay. And, uh, you know, famously, we've seen chatbots get really like racist or get really um, just ugly and nasty. Um, that's more of the historical chatbot stories that make it into the news. But uh, this one, guys, as far as I'm concerned, I, I agree with the tribunal here. You are, I don't care if you're software, or you're a human on the other end, you're providing service to a customer. It's the same thing as if Somebody like mislabels a, 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 a DVD bin, right? Uh, children, back in the day, there were these things called DVDs. We didn't stream our movies. We had to go and get like physical media and put it into a, a DVD player. Anyways, that like just a little um, background. 
But uh, if someone has like a big bin of DVDs, like who hasn't dug through one of those from time to time? Uh, and it says 99 cents a DVD and it was supposed to say 9.99. The store has to sell it to you for 99 cents. They can't be like, oh, it's mislabeled. Like that's wrong. Okay. So in this instance, uh, two things. One, if you are a business, by the way, this is not a cyber story. So let's just point that out. Uh, first of all, if you are a business and you're leveraging AI in any capacity, you need to do a couple of things. One, you need to be mindful of what you know uh, models the AI is built on, which is difficult to do in some instances if you're just like, you know, buying it and slapping it in there too. You need to absolutely, as they pointed out in the story, put in a uh, preface that says you are dealing with a bot right now. Some answers may, you know, not agree or whatever. Like you need to disclaim or um, what's it called? Not identify, but like there, there's a, there's a, a legal term for it where you like basically, um, you know, clarify upfront that this is a bot and some answers may or may not be accurate, but it's, it's designed. If you need to talk to a real human, uh, you can get in a queue or something like that. Um, and thirdly, um, you know, I, like if you do see a chatbot, just from a professional perspective, I mean, it, it's not outrageous to attempt to prompt engineer it into giving you some type of discount, right? I, I bet you threat actors are doing that. Uh, we've seen instances where chatbots have disclosed internal sensitive information as well. So just be mindful of that. From a cybersecurity perspective, uh, you do want to be a little bit mindful of that. Okay, let's keep going. Tech giants sign Munich agreement to fight AI-generated election fraud. Yeah, disclaimer. Thank you. Executives from Adobe, Amazon, Google, IBM, Meta, Microsoft, OpenAI, and TikTok, all gathered at the Munich Security Conference, have signed on to a protocol to respond to AI-generated deepfakes that are intended to trick voters. Twelve other companies, including X, are also signing the agreement. According to Security Week, quote, the companies aren't committing to ban or remove deepfakes. Instead, the accord outlines methods they will use to try to detect and label deceptive AI content when it is created or distributed on their platforms. All right. <clears throat> so we saw the uh, the Davos of cybersecurity uh, getting hooked up. I think that this came. Um, this was uh, at the same kind of conference. And guys, election uh, disinformation, misinformation, it's a real thing, guys. We saw in 2016, we saw a massive rampant um, um, like misinformation, disinformation, obviously. Uh, we saw some hacks as well. And then in uh, 2020, again, so you you would be you would be absolutely silly to not think that the 2024, uh, U.S. presidential election wasn't going to have some shenanigans uh, with AI as crazy as it is. Um, there's going to be deep fakes left, right, and center. All they're saying now is that they're going to uh, they've agreed to an accord in order to um, notify individuals of deep fakes, not necessarily pull them down. So we'll see. We'll see how that comes. I can imagine certain levels of like hate uh, videos, and you know, like here's the thing. If I see a video of like Joe Biden punching a baby, like it's visceral, right? If I see Joe Biden like shooting a dog or something, that's visceral. Even if it says like, this is a deep fake, like it still has that lasting uh, image and lasting um, vibe that it's going to give you. So I don't like, honestly, it's beyond me. I don't know how you control or police this thing. Like I, I've said multiple times, like all you can do is ride the lightning and hold on tight because we are... 
again, I've said this before too, like we're in the AI age, like welcome, welcome. We're the first ones busting through on like, you know, Black Friday pricing at midnight uh, back in the early 2000s, like Walmart, Target just opened their doors and we're, we're the first ones through the door crushing in. But guys, we're in the AI age. You're not putting toothpaste back in the tube. You're not putting Genie back in the bottle. We're here and all you can do is ride the lightning and try your best to, um, you know, keep your head above water. So I, I, I hope that this does come to fruition. I do hope that we have a legitimate uh, democratic, democratic process and one that isn't influenced by AI. But we've already seen wildly effective um, <clears throat> use of AI in business email compromise with um, uh, that company out of Taiwan or, or uh, Korea or wherever it was. It was definitely in uh, East Asia. Uh, where the CFO uh, was duped or financial analyst was duped into sending $25 million out through deep fakes. We saw T-Swift, or I didn't see it. I did not Google it, but uh, celebrities like Taylor Swift being uh, brought in uh, and having like, a, you know, nudes thrown around. So the technology's there. By the way, <clears throat> if you didn't see it already, go look at Sora, S-O-R-A. That is insane as well. Here, let me just bring it up really quickly. Just to show you where we are, create video from text. This video, all these videos are, look at this thing. Come on, dude, I have zero tolerance for, for load. Look at this, this is AI generated. It's insane. If you haven't seen Sora yet, uh, welcome to the future. Look at this guy, like a woolly mammoth coming at you. I mean, you can have it do anything, okay? Like, look, look at this. I mean, that's obviously fake, but look at this. That looks real. So it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. It's scary. Um, so I appreciate that tech companies are getting involved with this. I said it to Chase Cunningham on stream the other day. We absolutely... Um, I said this to Chase Cunningham the other day. The United States federal government is not moving remotely fast enough at all. They are moving glacially towards AI legislation, AI regulation, AI management, AI anything. The speed at which AI is moving is like, you know, the cartoons where it's like the, the old, you know, the old shraggy dogs kind of like lumbering and the little young pup is like spinning around him in circles. That's what's going on. Okay. AI is moving wicked fast. And thank God the tech companies are getting involved. And it's nice to see open AI is involved since they are spearheading everything. Fun fact, I saw yesterday, OpenAI is valued at $80 billion. Whoa. Great cash, homie. Yep. Also, really quickly, shout out to Winey Flores, first timer in chat. Winey Flores. Welcome to the party, pal. Or Winnie. Winnie Flores. I'm going to say Winnie. I think Winnie sounds better. Sorry. if you Actually, that's incredibly rude if your name is Winey. So either way, I, I, I'm guessing Winnie, but... Um, We'll see. Either way, welcome to the party, pal. It's great to have you. Now, excuse me while I do a quick wardrobe change. And now a word from our sponsor, Conveyor. Conveyor AI is so good, it can now autofill OneTrust portal questionnaires in one click. Yes, you heard that right. Conveyor's security questionnaire automation tool not only boasts industry-leading AI accuracy, but now fills in OneTrust portals with a single click. <clears throat> Trying out a proof of concept with your own data is always free. Learn more at www.conveyor.com. That is C-O-N-V-E-Y-O-R.com. 
and mention this podcast for five free questionnaire credits when you purchase an enterprise plan. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to the party, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, guys, I want to say shout out and thanks to every single one of you who are here right now getting going. 336 of you on a President's Day weekend. Maybe you bought a car. Maybe you bought some furniture. Either way, maybe your kids went out of town because your sister-in-law took them. (laughs) Maybe you pretended that you were young and uh, vibrant and uh, went out for oysters last night with your missus. Maybe, maybe. It was a good time. Guys, if you're having fun, whether educational, entertainment value, hit the like button right now. It goes a long way to helping others find the channel. Simple as that. Guys, I want to say shout out and love to Anti-Siphon Training. Anti-Siphon Training is disrupting the traditional cybersecurity training industry by providing high-quality, cutting-edge education to everyone, regardless of their financial position. Anti-Siphon Training offers their students the opportunity to learn skills, practice what is taught, and engage with the community in a fun and inclusive way. Go to antisiphontraining.com and look at their upcoming training opportunities. They actually have a thread hunting, I think, I want to say it's next Friday. Um, I know Jess Bishop. We got to get that. We got to get it. But much love to Anti-Siphon Training. Holla, holla, holla. Also, obviously, thanks to Barricade and Panopsi. Guys, let's talk about the Simply Cyber Community Challenge for a hot minute. Uh, Chuck Sap, <coughs> Chuck Sap, excuse me, Chuck Sap reminded me that the Simply Cyber Community Challenge started on February 21st, 2023. So we are rounding in on one year. So if you do, if you do one community challenge connection a day, you'd have about 250 connections, which is awesome. So do the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. It's it's absolutely in your best interest. I told you about how great uh, networking is. This is how you do it. Flatten now. Check it out. Head over to LinkedIn. Search for the posts on LinkedIn by using the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Connect to the people who are posting. Comment on their posts. And then connect to the people in comments. As simple as that. Because you commented, the next person is going to connect with you on comments as well. So you'll passively build your network. If you would like to get the baton, Elizabeth Sheridan, a.k.a. GBOR. Hopefully you have, you're in chat, Elizabeth Sheridan, if you could tag somebody. We need someone to take the baton. If you're looking for someone, I know Gary Sturgiotis uh, is certainly open to doing it. Head over to LinkedIn if you get the baton, make your post, share your story, let us know why you're part of the Simply Cyber Community, and use the hashtag, most importantly, Simply Cyber Community Challenge, and tag me so I can amplify the crap out of it, and let's get going, let's have a good time, absolutely love it. All right, hey, every day of the week has a special, every day of the week has a special segment. I do want to say shout out and love. Uh, I did not because I'm a hot mess on fire. I didn't prep this, but let's do this really quickly. I want to give a shout out to our very own Jack Scott. Jack Scott is our Simply Cyber community member of the day. Jax is amazing. There she is. Look at Jax. Vote yes on the Jax Act. Guys, really quick, Jack Scott is in chat right now before she takes off. Jax has been a friend of mine, a personal friend of mine for years. Jax and I wrote a book together. Jax is 
regularly contributing to the community, regularly contributing to the cybersecurity community at large. She's an amazing professional. She's got great energy. I'm a huge fan. I love Jack Scott. Uh, guys, if you don't know her, check her out. Uh, Jack Scott, thanks so much for being the Simply Cyber Community member of the day. There she is in chat right now. I'll post Gray Zone. All right, guys, let's get back into the news, shall we? Russia-aligned threat group exploits RoundCube webmail for espionage campaign. Following up on a story we covered last October, researchers at Recorded Futures Insect Group have detected a threat actor which they suggest has been conducting cyber espionage against government, military and national infrastructure entities in Europe and Central Asia since at least December 2020. Named TAG70, TAG70, they believe it is working on behalf of Belarus and Russia. Its latest campaign, which ran between October and December 2023, used cross-site scripting vulnerabilities in RoundCube webmail servers to access more than 80 organizations in Georgia, Poland, and Ukraine. The researchers say it shares similarities with other Russia-aligned threat groups, such as Blue Delta and Sandworm. And Flaming Donkey. LOL. Uh, just so you all know, uh, like Flatten Now and other first-timers, uh, Flaming Donkey is a made-up fictitious threat actor group that um, <laughs> we're, we're like uh, discreetly trying to push into like the mainstream uh, and just for fun to eventually see if Flaming Donkey gets uh, identified in MITRE ATT&CK. Um, okay, so check it out. Two things. One, uh, well, actually three things. One, I know people that work at Recorded Future. At least two um, Dakota State University PhDs in cyber operations who I call good friends, both work over at Recorded Future. So Recorded Future, definitely legit and definitely putting um, the resources behind having this really good research. So shout out to them. Um, next item. You'll notice it says tag. You'll see tag from time to time. Uh, there is Google tag, but don't get confused with that. Tag stands for threat actor group. So this is just an identifier, threat, threat Actor Group 70. Sometimes you'll see it as UNK, U-N-K, UNK, and then a phone um, and then a phone number, then a number. Uh, this just basically means um, it's a unique identifier. Maybe they haven't identified uh, attribution yet, so they don't want to say it's Sandworm. They don't want to say it's, you know, Cozy Bear or whatever. So they just kind of put a generic tag on it so they can begin to um, attribute other attacks associated with it until they can get some type of attribution. So if you see tag or unk, that is what's going on with that. Now, to this specific issue, espionage happening, uh, coming out of Belarus and Russia, and it is a cross-site scripting vuln in a RoundCube webmail server. So the TLDR here is if you're running RoundCube as your mail server, then you need to absolutely patch it. Ah, you gotta patch it. Also, <clears throat> why are you running? Why are you running RoundCube? Um, I'm just gonna throw a little bit of shade at that. I don't know what RoundCube is. I've never heard of RoundCube. Um, but cross-site scripting vulnerabilities are OWASP top ten. Um, a lot of uh, bug bounty people and a lot of people getting into web application security start with cross-site scripting and discovering cross-site scripting. There's tools that can discover cross-site scripting. So for RoundCube to have this, you know, boo. But <clears throat> I will point out, if you are, um, you know, using Shodan or Hacker 
Target, I think, uh, the services that scan the internet looking for services, you can absolutely find Roundcube webmail servers facing the internet very, very quickly. Uh, and then, you know, you would obviously need the exploit in order to exploit this. But this is in Threat Hacker Academy or Threat Actor Academy, where I teach you how to break into stuff. Um, so the TLDR, if you're running Roundcube, definitely um, get 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 that straightened out. Um, BSEC read the whole article last night, so maybe he's going to drop some knowledge bombs on us right now. Roundcube is open source and free, so that fits the budget. Great cash, homie. It just sucks. Here's my thing. If you're a European government or military, why are you running free open source software? Like, you can't get budget? Dude, you're the you're the military. You're national security. You can't you can't afford like an M3 license for a hot minute. <clears throat> you know, uh, whatever. I'm throwing shade for for no reason. I I could I will say this. The one reason I could understand uh shout out to the Simply Cyber crew. We love the community. Thank you a nobody. Uh the only reason I could see running your own in-house mail server is because you don't trust third parties, right? So like, let's say you uh, outsource to um, Microsoft. Well, that means all your mail goes through Microsoft. And if there's a magic back door that anyone at Microsoft or anyone that DOJ uh, wants to could access your mail. So you <clears throat> you do introduce that type of potential risk. Um, obviously, that would be um, inappropriate, but that, that to me, that's the only reason to run your own mail server is because uh, your your risk profile doesn't allow you to have third party uh, manage your mail server. But still, will ransomware payments be used to aid Ukraine? An agreement between Estonia and the U.S. signed last week at the Munich Security Conference appears to be paving the way for seized ransomware payments to be assigned to assist Ukraine in its defense efforts. The signed agreement was not related to ransomware, but represented $500,000 in funds confiscated from Russia after it was caught attempting to smuggle a high-precision weapons-making tool from the U.S. via Estonia. As part of the Justice Department's special task force called Klepto Capture, the idea is being floated that, quote, proceeds from ransomware attacks could be included in the basket of offenses that allow them to garnish the funds and send them to Ukraine, end quote. Booter. All right. <clears throat> so this is not a political show, so I don't want to get too deep into this. But um, this Munich Security Conference was a regular who's who of security, huh? Like maybe we should cover this next year from Simply Cyber for, for serious, man. Uh, this, there's a lot, there was a lot of moving and shaking going on in Munich uh, last week. <clears throat> All right. So um, basically uh, confiscated monies is going to aid Ukraine. Okay. Like, sure. I mean, the money, something's, something's got to happen to the money. And there it goes. Um, I will say that there has been, the, the one thing that gets me a little sad, I guess, for lack of a better term, is that there have been multiple documented, non-arguable, objective cases of corruption and abusing access to funds that are going to aid Ukraine uh, for their military effort. Basically, individuals siphoning money off to themselves. Um, you know, as an example, the um, the like the head general of the Ukrainian army was relieved of duty and just kind of disappeared. <laughs> Look into why. Um, 
I'm sure, I'm sure that nice boat he bought um, on his, you know, like little salary uh, would indicate other things. But anyways, um, something's going to happen with the money. Having the money just sit, um, have the money just sit in, um, in like a case file or whatever, whatever. Um, ransomware proceeds though. I do want to point out ransomware is typically paid in cryptocurrency or Bitcoin. I'm a crypto evangelist. I love it. Love it. Love it. That's our friend, Charles Finfrock. Um, so yeah, if we take ransomware proceeds and give it to Ukraine to fund their rebuilding effort or to help them defend from Russia, that's fine. But dude, you cannot like right now, crypto has very little utility. So I don't know what you're buying with crypto. You can't buy bread. You can't buy electrical grids. Um, I know you can go to like crypto exchanges and convert it, um, which is fine. But like, dude, if you go and convert like millions and millions and millions of crypto, doesn't the value of crypto go down because you're basically selling out of the crypto? I, I don't know. I don't claim to be a crypto economic expert or anything like that. But anyways, there we go. Another not cyber story. DDoS operator charged after Baltimore schools attack. Los Angeles resident Scott Esparza was charged last week in federal court for running a DDoS for hire service that, according to prosecutors, would, quote, allow his subscribers for a fee to cause floods of Internet traffic to be directed to victim computers, end quote. His service, named Astro Stress, is allegedly responsible for a DDoS attack on Baltimore County Public Schools in February 2022. This prosecution is part of a crackdown conducted by the Department of Justice on such for hire services. Reddit signed. <clears throat> All right. This is straight, straight and simple, right to the point. And if you're taking my Cyber 101 course, we have an entire module with like six lectures on denial of service and all the all the things you want to know about denial of service. Here's the deal. This guy, like obviously. Uh, is being charged. He'll he'll be found guilty um, of running a distributed denial of service service. This is a weapon capability, and essentially, you can use it to knock websites offline. Now, there are multiple ways to do denial of service. The main way that we think of when we do denial of service is having multiple nodes push as much traffic as possible at a single site or single source and overwhelm it to the point where legitimate requests are no longer able to be made to that service because it's basically underwater with illegitimate requests. That's the crux of denial of service. Now, I do want to point out, you might say like, hey, how is it How is it that this could even exist? The guy was running a site called astrostress.com. There is a legitimate service in the United States or in the world called stressor services. And essentially what you do is you build the denial of service capability, but you use it to help businesses confirm that they will be able to survive or stay up or stay um, you know, business continuity in the event a criminal or threat actor does a denial of service attack on you, right? So let's say you sell yoga mats at it's simply cyberyogamats.com and Black Friday's coming up. And oh boy, we're going to make 90% of our revenue for the year on Black Friday uh, or Cyber Monday. It might behoove us to do a stress test of our infrastructure in October to make sure that if we are attacked by 
you know, cyber insecurities, yogamats.com, because they're our chief competitor um, that we are able to maintain, right? So that's that's the legitimate use case. The problem is it's a very slippery slope. And you know what? Cash is king. Great cash, homie. So this dude probably was running it as a legitimate site and then taking, you know, back backwards, uh, you know, side channel payments to blow people off the internet. And uh, in this case, he blew out the Baltimore school district. Guys, there's, there's no way that um, you're going to hide. Uh, you're, there's no way you're going to hide. Also, you can see in the story, 19-year-old Shamar Shatak pled guilty in 2023 for his role. 19-year-old definitely turned state's evidence for a lighter sentence, which means this dude, while he was arrested, he's absolutely going to go to jail. There's no question about that. Um, looks like he had a pretty uh, legitimate size uh operation too. 48 internet domains were seized. Um, it doesn't say how he built his, uh, denial of service capability, whether it was like infected machines or he, um, <clears throat> whether it was infected machines or he actually just built it using like AWS and stuff like that. I don't know. AI content licensing deal ahead of IPO. The agreement, according to Bloomberg News, citing people familiar with the matter, will, quote, allow an artificial intelligence company to train its models on the social media platform's content, end quote. The deal may be worth $60 million on an annualized basis and comes just ahead of its IPO. The AI company involved in the deal was not named. Be sure. All right. So a couple interesting things here. One, Reddit's about to IPO. Um... Two, Reddit just signed a huge deal with an AI company. Again, not a crypto story. Um, to train its models on this. Okay, so I'm I'm giving a talk. I'll be I'll be uh, very very uh, open and transparent about this talk um, that I'm giving in April. You'll be able to attend if you want in the Upstate of Columbia, South Carolina, uh, on AI and its use cases in healthcare and some of the things to worry about. <clears throat> One thing, a lot of people get all frothed up about. Shall we play a game? People get all frothed up about um, ChatGPT and bots, and we talked about Air Canada bot and all this. You've got to remember the bots are just the interface for humans to interact with the models behind. The model is what is most important. The tr like the model is what the AI bot. It, it's what its brain is, right? Like it's its knowledge base. And what you train it on is what is vitally important. Now, Reddit, I, I use Reddit. I like Reddit. I'm actually, if you did not know, I'm a moderator on the Reddit uh, slash R cybersecurity uh, forum. If you didn't know that, go check it out. I think my uh, user handle is, hey, guy, 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 guy. Okay. So <clears throat> Reddit has a lot of honest, open discourse going on. There's also, in my opinion, a lot of, content that is pretty emotionally charged and kind of mean um, on Reddit. So I find it wild that an AI company wants to train on Reddit. So we'll see where that goes. Whoever signed that deal at Reddit, good on you. You're going to make straight cash, homie. My only other thing is, and this is the one thing I don't get. Dude, they, they sold this deal for $60 million. Reddit is a public facing, as far as I know, Reddit doesn't have like gated content, right? So you could have just data mined this um, 
data, right? Like I, I I'm not saying you should have. Um, obviously, signing a deal and doing it legitimately is is probably the right way to do it, and you probably can get data dumps from Reddit that are a lot faster. But dude, if you were on a budget, like if you gave, um, like say you went to like uh, you know Georgia Tech or MIT, and you gave uh, an undergraduate software engineering class one million dollars, like hey, listen, undergrads, like each of you get a hundred thousand dollars, right? So here's $3 million, say it's 30 students. I want you guys to write uh, software that scrapes all of Reddit. Uh, you could do that, right? And I'm just saying, I'm just saying, kind of wild. Um, go look at Clearview AI. If you guys haven't seen Clearview AI, that's a very dystopian uh, situation. <laughs> but that's how they built their data uh, set. Uh, Clearview AI basically just scraped all of the public images on the internet and continues to do that. And, uh, you know, that's what they did. They didn't sign a deal. Again, I'm not saying they should or shouldn't do that. I'm just saying that's what's up. That you are signed up to attend our super cyber game show Friday. All right, here we go. Uh, let's do this. Do, do, do. All right, it's 849. So we're ending a little early, but that's okay. Guys, if you didn't know, before you go, how many are you? 364, you beautiful people. This Thursday, Simply Cyber Live. We've been cranking on Simply Cyber Live. This Thursday, Sandra Liu, uh, you might know her from With Sandra. Uh, she has a cybersecurity YouTube channel. She has an Instagram channel that's pretty popular. Um, she's awesome. She's going to come on and share her stories. It's going to be a fireside chat. <coughs> I'm really enjoying these fireside chats where we just kind of like let the uh, conversation go where it is very organic. So check it out. If you want to come hang out with us on Thursday uh, with Sandra and myself, it's going to be a good time. She's like a really, really uh, great person. I had a, a, you know, like an hour and a half conversation with her a couple weeks ago and uh, it was just really, really nice. Uh, so come check that out. Obviously uh, tomorrow we've got the, um, tomorrow we got cyber starters, the final episode starters for the season uh just so you guys know heath adams heath adams from tcm academy is going to be our guest uh tomorrow at 1 p.m eastern time so we got a lot of great content lined up for you uh as usual on the channel guys if you got a boogie out of here i want to thank each of you very much for being here and for uh being part of the simply cyber community it is a monday which means we're going to do a little bit of jaw jacking a little bit of hanging out uh we've got a, a bonus story to share with you uh, Butler NA loves the shirt. Let me show you. Uh, Butler NA, I'll show you a jaw jacking um, in a hot minute. All right, guys. I'm Jerry. Your chat. Not a deep fake was tagged with the Simply Cyber Community Challenge before we pivot into jaw jacking. Not a not a deep fake. Not a deep fake. Can you officially accept the baton, or we need to find somebody else? Please let us know. Hashtag Team SC in chat if you're a regular. Team SC in chat. Love it, love it, love it. Also, by the way, I saw some, uh, some screenshots of some DMs, people connecting with each other in um, in uh, LinkedIn. Just quick little message, hashtag Team SC. I love it. I love to see how the community is growing and I love everything about it. Uh, we will need to tag somebody for the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. So not a deep fake. Please let us know. Uh, except the challenge. 
All right, guys, let's pivot over to jawjacking, if you will. Uh, I'll see you over there in a hot minute. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Jawjacking. I am your host, uh, Jerry Guy. Hopefully, you guys had a great stream over at the Daily Cyber Threat Brief. I, I was coming in. I was coming in pretty hot this morning. Stayed up wicked late. Um, had a couple sodas on Saturday night. And then uh, Sunday night, me and Mrs. Uh, went out, had a really lovely time. I love my wife, guys. I love my wife. She's the best. And um, just had a great time with her. And uh, missing my boys right now. We're going to grab them in a little bit, which is super cool. Tony Parrish, when are you doing haiku demos? I'm not doing any haiku for a while, Tony. I don't want to get into it too much. But uh, yeah, you won't see me doing any haiku stuff for a while. All right. Somebody asked, I think Butler NA asked on Twitch where I got this shirt. Let me show you where I got it. This is the Spearfish General Store, and this right here is the shirt I'm wearing. So if you're interested, Butler NA, go check out Spearfish General Store. It's Black Hills official. Um, I actually, hey, really quick, I don't know if you guys are interested in this. I actually um, sent a, uh, I, I, <clears throat> Black Hills wants to collab with me on some stuff, and um, I, I think I want to collab with them. We have like a really big idea. Uh, as far as, um, a, a, you know, 52 card deck. Um, but <clears throat> in an interim, um, I wanted to, I, I sent this over. I think this is so cool. Look at this. So GRC is my bag, right? I love some GRC. Look at these shirts that uh, I kind of developed with. I, this is, um, these are GRC shirts. So we could get the GRC train rolling, right? Personally, I might even just pay to have uh, graphic designer make this make this one for me <laughs> and then put this in the store let me know what do you guys think do you like this one this one's kind of got like robocop vibes to it this one right here uh this one's cool obviously this one they're all really cool i i want some grc shirts right like simply cyber t-shirts are cool but like let's get some grc love going for um the masses you know what i'm saying All right, we got two emotes coming in hot uh, on Discord. Let's check it out. Ooh. All right, so hey, our very own haircut fish is the unofficial, <clears throat> he's the unofficial Simply Cyber community uh, graphic designer. And we've got two emotes coming in hot. Um, I'm going to show these right now on stream. So as many of you know, the Simply Cyber community members, many of you know, that um, we have the John Strand emote in chat, right? We have the John Strand emote where John looks like a total BA uh, walking away from an explosion. Well, I was thinking maybe we have quarterly, like there's so much John Strand stuff out there that we, we have quarterly emotes. So I don't know if you can see this one. This one's kind of hard, but this is John Strand as Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> So I'm going to swap the John Strand emote out periodically and have John Strand as Winnie the Pooh. Uh, so if you guys are into that. Also, much to Jess Bishop's uh, delight, uh, this is a Panopsi 
emote. Uh, I will, I will bring this into the uh, emote channels as well. Thank you very much, Haircut Fish. As always, genuinely appreciate all you do for the stream and for the community. Let me go back to mod chat really quickly. All right. <clears throat> Good morning, Jerry. Chris Garcia says from Corpus Christi, Texas. I haven't been to Corpus Christi, but I've heard lovely things. Uh, just got out of the gym, so I'll catch the stream on replay, but I wanted to say hello and start my new IT operations specialist job tomorrow. Chris Garcia. Yes, sir. Chris Garcia, straight crushing it. Guys, I'm, hey, Chris Garcia, thank you for sharing that. And second of all, uh, Tito Cybertech, Chris Garcia, both uh, celebrating new jobs. Guys, it's been ugly out there with all the layoffs and, you know, um, bad news, recessions, all this stuff. So I personally am super pumpy, super pumped that um, people are getting jobs and sharing that information. Nikhil Salunka uh, says, what is Threat Actor Academy? So, Nikhil, I don't, um, I like, I try to keep the show, I, you know, I'm not trying to teach you how to commit fraud or try to teach you how to commit cybercrime, but a lot of times in order to understand how to defend from certain things, you need to uh, understand how the threat actor does it, right? Before you can defend, you need to understand what the attack looks like. So regularly I'm covering, this is how you would do it. This is how you fish. This is the infrastructure. These are the things you do. This is how you trick an end user. Uh, so I jokingly call it Threat Actor Academy because I'm teaching you how to be a threat actor. Although I don't want anyone to weaponize what we learn here, okay? Kerry says he's trying to find projects to do for security. Just wondering what I can do with the old equipment. Well, remember, Kerry and everyone else, there's an A-load of um, opportunities out there on cloud-based systems. Try Hack Me. Hack the box. Let's defend. Blue Team Labs Online. Uh, just uh, Range Force. Just to name a few. Um yeah, so there's a bunch out there. It's very easy. All you need is a web browser and you don't and you could put all the load on the cloud system on the servers uh carry. Also, if you really want to go ham, you can use your old equipment to spin up infrastructure in AWS and leverage AWS to do all that lifting, right? So that's uh what I would say about that. Divine Dream Divine is team SC. I love it. All right. Jay and Michelle says I've been reading about it. And a lot of depression about the state of it. A lot of people looking for jobs in cyber are pretty put out about it. Yeah, absolutely. It sucks. Howard McKinney. I'm guessing Howard McKinney is a first-timer. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party, pal. Surge. Surge says, two weeks ago, I landed an apprenticeship as a network security analyst with no prior IT experience. Yes, sir. I came in like Very nice. Super pumped for you. Guys, I'm telling you, network, network, network right? People are like, oh my God, like, how do I do these things? I'm telling you, Surge got an apprenticeship, two weeks, no prior IT experience. And Surge, I'm, I'm sure you're going to do wonderful work, but just a reminder, do, do it, do it, like over deliver in that apprenticeship, because guess what? Chances are you're um, likely going to impress and you can pivot that into um, more opportunity. All right. Kerry says he's still working on Cyber 101. Absolutely. I want to let everybody know that jawjacking is brought to you by Cyber 101. I would like to do a quick 
Quick ad roll really quick. And then when we come back, I'm going to do a bonus story presented by DJ BSEC. Here we go. Are you looking to pivot your career into something more secure and exciting? Hi, I'm Dr. Gerald Dozier, and I'm here to guide you into the world of cybersecurity. Now, whether you're 25 or 45, switching careers can be intimidating and challenging, especially into cybersecurity, which has an overwhelming amount of roles and disciplines. Now, based on my 20 years of industry experience and years of teaching at the Citadel Military College, I've designed and built Cybersecurity 101 to be your one-stop launchpad to new beginnings. Cybersecurity 101 offers over 22 hours of video content, 100 plus lessons, 12 on labs, all starting from the basics. So whether you have IT experience or not, I've got you covered. This course was designed as a comprehensive college level curriculum and should take about three months to complete at four hours a week. Try it out and see for yourself. I made some of the lectures and labs available to access without paying anything so you can see what's going on. Take the first step towards your new career. Visit simplycyber.io slash cyber 101 to learn more and enroll in cybersecurity 101. Your future in cybersecurity starts today. All right. Thank you very much, uh, everybody. That is my Cyber 101 course uh, out now officially. So if you're interested, um, it's a full semester long, 15 week course. It is uber legit um, and it goes an inch deep, a mile wide. Haircut Fish sharing some news. Had an interview last week for a SOC analyst role at the place he's currently working at. Should hopefully get it here back this week. Haircut Fish, I for one am absolutely excited and sending good vibes your way. I would love it if Haircut Fish shared an update on chat about um, his job. James McQuiggan at 35,000 feet. Yep. 15 weeks, dude. It's a full, it's a full college course. Yep. All right. Hey, so let's check this out really quickly. Bonus story presented by DJ BSEC. Uh, and hey, really quickly, if we need someone to accept the uh, Simply Cyber community tag, is Gary Sturgiotis in chat? I don't see him. We need someone. Please, somebody volunteer. Not a deep fake has not officially recognized uh, the request. So we are pivoting. We need somebody to accept the Simply Cyber community challenge. Please raise your hand in chat. And the first one gets. Oh my God, ZMF. Oh. All right. Hey, bonus story. Akira ransomware. Akira quickly moving up the, 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 you know, power rankings, if you will, of ransomware threat actors. Akira, uh, I would call a tier two threat actor, but they are making a case to be um, the opposite of relegated uh, into the premier league of ransomware threat actors. They're actively exploiting CVE 2023259, which is Cisco AnyConnect. Excuse me. By the way, I want to point out really quickly. You can see right here, immediately they're exploiting this CVE. But because of the year, this is a four-year-old vulnerability. So if you are running Cisco AnyConnect and you haven't patched it in four years, I'm throwing shade. I am throwing massive shade at you. You absolutely need to patch it. Okay. <clears throat> Don't let this go. Um, if you could see here, if you're running Cisco ASA software release uh, 913 or lower, you need to patch it. They've got great details here. Do not be a victim. Cisco AnyConnect is your VPN, is your VPN uh, infrastructure, which means it's internet facing. 
Okay, John L says he can do it. John L. John L's got the baton. And Gary Sturgiotis. Yes, okay. So let's do it today. Let's, let's, hold on. Let's do, I see John L, but Gary right before it. Gary had messaged me. I know. So John, uh, please uh, pause. Gary Sturgiotis officially has the baton. Guys, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Gary Sergiatis fan. If you don't know, he was in the uh, hospitality to cyber video that I did on my channel. I have a whole host of videos of people pivoting from non-IT, non-cyber roles into the cybersecurity industry to demonstrate that anyone can do it if you put in the time, energy, and effort and make it a priority. Gary's one such success story. Huge fan of Gary. Uh, please. Gary, looking forward to you uh, sharing your post on chat. Anyways, if you're running Cisco AnyConnect, absolutely giddy up on this. And um, I am usually supportive and inclusive, but dude, why are you not patching something that's four years old that is considered critical infrastructure, right? Your VPN interface is critical. There's absolutely no reason that you shouldn't have patched this. And if you're running an MSP and uh, you have, you know, clients that are running this and they don't want you to patch it, you got to tell them they got to fix this. This is outrageous. You do not want to be a victim of Akira ransomware. Thank you very much. All right. <sighs> Sora. Yeah, Sora's bananas, right? Ah, uh, you got to patch it, Roderick. You gotta patch it. All right. All right. So, hey, if today was your first episode, I, I saw we had a couple folks coming in for the first time. I hope you had a great experience. This is pretty standard issue. Simply Cyber Gear um, streams, right? Uh, hopefully, you guys noticed that uh, we've amped up the content we are doing. Thursday, Simply Cyber Lives consistently every Thursday. We're doing the daily threat briefing every day, obviously. Uh, season one of Cyber Starters is about to come to conclusion uh, with Heath Adams anchoring our um, final episode. And um, by the way, Heath posted on social media the other day that he turned down an eight-figure deal to purchase try um, uh, uh, the Cyber uh, TCM Academy. Holy crap, dude. Eight figures. Yikes. Great cash, homie. Um, James McQuiggan says he wishes he could get his students to take Cyber 101. It would make my life easier teaching them about cyber ops. Yeah, 100%. Actually, James McQuiggan, I'm actually working with a couple um, states and schools um, to actually get Cyber 101 uh, into their um, curriculum. So honestly, James, if you'd like to talk about it, uh, there might be an opportunity to collaborate there. Hemoglobin says Cyber Starters has been good. Thank you, uh, Hemoglobin. I, I here's my thing. Cyber Starters is a uh, it's a podcast designed for people who want to uh, understand how to start a cybersecurity business, right? Which is definitely um, a very niche area, but no one's talking about it, guys. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've made an a load of mistakes building simply cyber as a business. Uh, so if I can help, if I can help you not make those mistakes, that's what I want to do, right? Yes, K. Scott Powell, share your good vibes. Let's do it. 
Um, what else are we doing here? Gabriel Yeager is also an educator. Would love to look into that. Yeah, Gabriel, uh, go on. Um, Gabriel, go to uh, the Simply Cyber Discord server or LinkedIn and and tag me, um, and we can discuss. I mean, I'm 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 giving uh, access. Like I, I met with somebody last week. I'll give you access to the to the course if you want to check it out and see if there's an opportunity there. Rex, yeah, busy busy. You'll do it. So Jason Summer says his work does tuition reimbursement for accredited courses. So I can't officially tell you, I can't officially put accredited on Cyber 101 yet, but it is going through the accreditation process. And when it's done, I'm hoping very soon, it will be accredited. Um, but I just can't say that officially yet because I don't have the official, official paperwork. Have a good one, Jenny Housley. All right, Chris Young. Yeah, I mean, you do get a certificate of completion, which is awesome. Uh, I think is awesome. It's worth 22 CPEs. Oh my gosh, definitely hungry. Definitely hungry. Got to drive six hours today too. Um, we're gonna do an abbreviated jaw jacking. Uh, I'm gonna peace out at 9:15. I want to go in and uh, get some breakfast and. Uh, Hang with Mrs. Osier before we reconstitute uh, the entire family. Yeah, Phil Stafford says he made so many mistakes. I will tell you, if I had to start a new business tomorrow, I feel like I'd be much more optimized, faster, etc. Uh, at getting that done. Uh, hey, while while we've got an opportunity, I do want to remind everybody that. Um, If you would prefer um, to consume the daily threat briefing in audio format, we do we do uh, post the audio to um, Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts and stuff like that. Come on, what is going on? I hate. I have no tolerance for like slow load times, bro. You're killing me, Smalls. So you can get your daily threat briefing in audio format. I also want to point out you can get your cyber starters in audio format. Come on, man. There we go. Cyber starters. Doink. And uh, excited. We just recently added uh, two cyber chicks. It says uh, ITSP magazine right now, but it, it will be... Um, Simply Cyber. So, anyways, long story short, all of your um, all your stuff um, is available in audio format as well. Um, <clears throat> fun fact: in August, August twenty third, I will be giving a one hour in person uh, uh, talk at SC Kick, the South Carolina Critical Infrastructure uh, Conference there in Columbia. That's August twenty third. I believe it's free. I believe it's open to anyone who wants to attend. I will be giving a one hour lecture. And um, what I'm gonna be talking about is how you can reconcile what real risks are uh, when you're making business decisions, like real cyber risks, 
And then I'm going to, I'll be uh, doing a hands-on scenario uh, on how to build effective, compelling information security awareness training content to modify end users' behavior. So it will be, it will be a hands-on experience. It'll be all about good times. So giddy up on that in August. I'm doing two talks in Columbia. April uh, is for SC Hims. SC Hims. So you'll have to be a member of Hims. Uh, but if you work in healthcare in the state of South Carolina and you are a member of SC Hims, guess what? Two thumbs and all smiles will be speaking to you in April. And then SC Kick will be open to the public in uh, August. Did you mention about your talk in April? Yeah, I just did that, Cybertron. Thank you. Yeah, Soul Reaper, giddy up on it. Marcus Kyler. Yeah, well, hey, Chris Young, jawjacking could be a bonus, but um, then I'd have to like end the stream and start a new stream, or I'd have to go in and edit the audio, and I don't uh, have the cycles for that. So let's go. Yeah, Jason Bagwell. I'm pretty sure the one in August, the SC Kick one, is open. Oh, uh, bonus bonus fact: um, the the um, the venue that is hosting the Midnight in Atlanta. Oh, hey, actually, I do need help. Is anyone here live in Atlanta? I, I need help. <laughs> I need help from people who live in Atlanta. Um, I I want to go to Atlanta. And I need to know um, if the venue I'm going to is safe for families and uh, where I should like Airbnb. Uh, So if someone is in Atlanta, please let me know. We got one more minute here and then I'm going to boogie out of here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Atlanta. Hotlanta. Anybody in the ATL? I would play uh, play some uh, Outcast. At peace, you live in Atlanta. Ray off sunshine. All right, guys. Can you, uh, I guess, message me on LinkedIn, please? I just have a couple quick questions. George Strasberger. Perfect. Okay, love it. Be good. I mean, Usher, Usher brought the heat at Super Bowl. By the way, really quick, that Super Bowl halftime show, we didn't talk about it. That might be the best Super Bowl halftime show I've ever seen. Loved, loved some Usher. I wonder if it made Joe Hudson miss his backup dancing days when he did it with Britney. The backup dancers at Usher were pretty good. Yeah, thanks, Rayoff Sunshine. It would, it would be, it would be really, really helpful to me. I would genuinely appreciate it. Thank you at peace. All right, guys, you could stay in the outcast, the outcast house. Wow. That's awesome. Cool. (laughs) Record in the dungeon. (laughs) Oh my God. So good. All right, guys. Hey, thank you all so very much. Uh, I hope. Yeah. Chris Young. Yeah. He backup danced for uh, Britney Spears. All right, guys, uh, thank you all so very much. Super, super pumped um, for a great show. 
Coming in hot for this week, a lot of wins, a lot of people getting jobs. I love it. It's like my favorite thing. We're going to go full tilt uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, February 7th, uh, February 20th. But uh, for the rest of today, enjoy your President's Day. Be well. I'm Jerry, your chat. Thank you all so very much. And until next time, stay secure. I hope you enjoyed that content. Keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts, and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content, and we'll see you in the next one. Come